Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How are you doing, brother? Good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Good. Good. So you sent me a text message and uh, without any real explanation, but you rented yourself a little backhoe. Yeah, a little uh, uh, Cat 305 mini excavator. Yeah. How fun is that to operate? It's frightening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, right at first, because you don't want to, you don't want to break it. Yeah. You definitely don't want to break it. But that's cool. Yeah. I mean, and I had, I have operated heavy equipment far, far bigger than this, but uh, this somehow is more frightening. Hmm. So what, what are you doing with it? Uh, just trying to clean up around here, you know, okay. uh, briars, brambles, saplings, trees, ditches, uh, swales, you know, just stuff. Right on. The property maintenance kind of stuff. Yeah. I guess I that's a lot, to, you know, I, I never thought about it. It's probably a lot different where you are than it is here. You know, because like here, I could leave, you leave property alone, all you really get is grass. You know what I mean? It's not like trees are going to start growing up or big bushes. Oh, we get by uh, and large. When I was using the bush hog over that piece of property right in front of us that we bought, our front yard extension, if you will, um, I was running over. Uh, like a bramble, a briar patch, one but one bush. You know how mm-hmm. they dome up, right? Mm-hmm. And that's you know why uh, certain creatures like to live in them. You know, rabbits. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. The 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 dome was bigger than my side by side. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that wasn't crazy. the biggest one. <clears> hmm. <throat> That's nuts. Yeah, and I've got a, uh, I don't know what they are, but they're single stock uh, murder machines. They're just nothing but one giant thorn, literally. You know, there's, <laughs> there's no place you can actually touch it without hitting a thorn. Oh, wow. The thing is, is almost, oh, I'd say it's probably 65% as big around as my wrist. Oh wow! And the whole and the from the ground to a tip, it's it you know, it's shaped like the St. Louis Arch right now, but it's probably eighteen, nineteen feet long. Oh wow, that's crazy. and I have an entire, I don't know, hundred fifty by hundred fifty section of those things. Oh wow! And then I went to uh, start to bush hog that yesterday and found out oh no the idiot uh the former owner of the homestead uh god rest his soul had put 
stupid, the thickest landscape fabric I've ever seen. Really? <laughs> down and then put like a a railroad tie thickness raised planting bed or whatever, like a little garden out there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know they had landscape fabric, and it is so thick, it shut down immediately. My, you know, 65-horse tractor. Wow. Just, That's crazy. I probably don't even make stuff like that anymore. I, I, I don't know. Um, and it was doubled over, and I'm like, you're not just a <laughs> a-hole. You're a special <laughs> kind He's of a-hole. He's doing that for the next one. And it didn't work, along. you know, because the whole thing is uh, wall-to-wall bramble or whatever they are. Wow. So landscape fabric. And I've heard <clears throat> professionals that deal with this stuff day in and day out refuse to use it. Hmm. You know, they say it's just a – I had one hmm. guy tell me it's like this. It's like using landscape fabric and having to deal with it as a landscaper after the fact is like divorcing your wife, but continuing to live with your ex. Mm, Yeah. It's not worth the trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Like, well, I can relate. Funny. But anyway. Cool beans. Do you still have that at little excavator? Oh, I got it for at least one month. Oh, wow. I, I said I wanted to rent it for two months. And they were like, well, we do month to month. So charge you one month now. And then if you still need it, we'll charge, you know, yeah. as it rolls into the second month. That's crazy. That's cool, man. It's expensive. Is it? Yes. <laughs> do you want to say how much it is a month to rent? Um, I get a tax exemption. Otherwise, it'd be about $4,500. Well, no. No. $4,400. Oh, yeah, that makes a difference. (laughs) With the tax exemption, it's uh, just, it's a little under $4,000, something. Uh, Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, you think about it. You rent the machine. You do all the work. Well, what a company charge you to come out there and be like, hey, I'm not, I, I don't know how to operate equipment or machinery. I don't want, don't want to do this work. Just come and do all this maintenance. You pay a lot more than that to get that done. That's for sure. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and no matter how much I, you know, sit here and cringe about the, the cost of renting the machine. If it, let's say I keep it for two months, I'm only half of the initial estimate I got to do one part of what I've got the machine to do. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. And what does a machine like that cost to buy it new? <laughs> They're so expensive, aren't they? It's Probably, ridiculous. One, I don't know. 135000 150000 Yeah. That's crazy. They've got one for sale, though, with a couple thousand hours on it for $50,000. i am like, ooh, what a deal. What a bargain. Yeah, yeah. A rental machine. <laughs> <laughs> buy two while you're at it yeah yeah this one doesn't have that many hours like for a machine but it's a rental machine so yeah they're like dog years one hour of regular machine work is seven hours of rental time wear and tear yeah. you know yeah and they just 
drop it off. Not once did they ask, do you know how to use it? Can we show you how to use it? Can we show you where all the grease points are? Check the oil. Turn it on. No, they're like, there it is. Have a nice day. Hmm. That's crazy. And I asked the guy one question, and that was whether it has a code, you know, like a a starting up code, or is it key, or is it both, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of because the machine that the guy was out here working a couple years ago that got his stuff repossessed, same company, by the way. Um, Hmm. His skid steer was uh, code only. That's why I ask, right? Yeah, that's what uh, the one I got is, too. And he was like, oh, no, it's just key. And then he he was putting away his binders and stuff. He's like, um, he made a comment, and I can't remember the exact words he used because he's deep Appalachian. And I'm like, uh, what he meant was, I just figured you knew what you were doing. And uh, uh-huh. I'm like, just standing there. I'm not going to comment. You know? Yeah. All right. Have a nice day. Bye. Hmm. But yeah. it's worth, uh, I had somebody else like, oh, you know, what, you used to, you know, run heavy equipment, you used to work in construction, whatever. I'm like, never been in a mini excavator a day in my life. Wow, and you felt comfortable to rent one? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a rental. <laughs> I'm not afraid to learn anything, you know, except, yeah. except uh, any kind of CNC equipment or uh, CAD software. That I'm afraid to learn how to use. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not a, you know, the, I've seen people that are good operators that could not figure out how to tie their own shoes on a daily. So mm. it, it ain't rocket science. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying there's not an art to it, you know. That there are good operators and there are great operators. Mm-hmm. But still, you know. And, and then the heavy equipment too. I used when I worked, uh, when I was in the Air Force, uh, some of it's, you know, 30 tons. I've used a 50-ton. It's on an excavator frame, like a 700-size excavator, huge, enormous. But hmm. it was never used as excavator. It was used as just lifting uh, hmm. for runway repairs in, like, the event of a war. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I ran one of those. Exact same controls, you're just not digging with it. So. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, when you're no matter how big the machine is, when you're out in the middle of nothing, just a runway, you're not afraid to hurt anything. And you're in the military, and they just tell you, do it! Here, you're walking right next to your workshop or your brand-new tractor or your house, yeah. On your property. You don't want to mess it up, you know. So you're just taking yeah. it slow. Yeah. I was snow blowing the other day, because we got about like an eight-foot wide snow thrower that goes in the front of the skid steer. 
And um, I get up as tight to the house as I can. And then we've also got our van parked in front of the house. And I'm pretty quick with this thing. And the way the way I run this one is I actually just take, instead of using the, the foot throttle, I just take the lever and I just set my RPMs and just leave them steady. That way I have a nice constant steady, you know, flow for the hydraulics and stuff. And I was backing up and there's, I got this way kind of kind of sneak in by the garage and kind of come in by our minivan. And then I was backing up and I was kind of basically I don't want to drive over the snow that I haven't moved. In other words, it packs it down and you leave the tire tracks that you can't get with the snowblower. So I like to back up in my same path and I was backing up and I was going a little quicker maybe than I should have. I was trying to like just get her done quick. And so I kind of swing the this the front of this snowblower around and I hit a patch of ice <laughs> And I'm going, I'm going, going. Honestly, I stopped. I'm not joking. It was about a half inch away from hitting the side of our van. And I mean, it's it's an old, like it's a 2014. Um, I've already like dented the back of it. It's not like, it's not like a nice shiny vehicle that I, it's whatever. It's mostly what the kids drive or it's what we'll take down to Montana because it's bigger and we've got a ski rack for the top of it and we can put more stuff in it, but Man, I was like, because you, you get good with those things. And I mean, I don't know, I've probably done this, I don't know, six, seven, eight times so far this year. So I'm kind of like, oh yeah, got my routine, I'm quick. And I've always been fairly efficient with a Bobcat. But uh, yeah, I hit this little patch of ice and I'm like, and I had it, like I was steering actively the opposite way and just, and I and it stopped. And I was just like, oh, and I had to get out to see if I'd touched the van and I didn't. It was about a half inch I'm like, okay, I think for this first pass where we're sneaking up, like right up. And when I'm pushing the snow, I'm not going that fast. You know, I'm kind of just inching along, but I'm about two inches away from the van. And so when I back up, I'm not worried about like giving the snow time to go through the the chute and all this stuff. So I'm just like, but yeah, that was a fun one. But I know like working via like equipment around your property, you're always like, uh, yeah, you know, one wrong move when you can knock an exterior wall in or something. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> this rental just got a little bit more expensive. Ay, ay, ay. <clears throat> right on. So you go out there every day on that thing or just kind of pick days and spend, how, spend a long time or what? What's the plan with it? I... I'm out there. See, it, it was delivered Wednesday. I was out there uh, four hours Wednesday on it because I do a little bit on it. Then you know, I have to switch machines. Yeah. Uh, uh, yesterday, I was only out there, I don't know, two and a half hours on the excavator because it was brewing up a storm all day and uh and i had to get something else done so mm. yep before the rain and oh my lord did it rain hmm. i'm surprised that we're able to do I, I have power and internet oh wow that's crazy <clears throat> yeah, we've got uh I think it's right above zero right now, and it's supposed to get high of eight degrees Celsius. And then I think in three days, we've got a low of minus 19. I'm like, this is dumb. Stop it. 
So anyways, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping I can get out on my motorbike today and go for a little rip. I've had, uh, I've had a flat tire on that bike since before Christmas. Last time I rode it, I swapped over to my like knobby tires and I must've had a slow leak cause I went for a ride right after I switched the tires, make sure everything felt good. And then I got those, these hippo hands, which are these big insulated bar mitt things. And I went to put them on at Christmas time and I noticed I had a flat tire and I'm like, ah, oh. and I literally just haven't, I was like, whatever, I'm not riding this bike anytime soon. And so this week I fixed that and now I'm of the weather it's like you go outside and you don't need a shirt and it's nice and sunny and it's dead calm i'm like i should i should have a a motorbike at the ready you know <clears throat> i was doing some renovation some basement projects like we did uh, put a new countertop in this week and then yesterday i installed the new kitchen sink and then that always involves for me running to the store like oh i need this 90 i need this p-trap i need this and it's like, man, I should be on my motorcycle, but I'm hoping today I'll get out for a rip. Get it? Well, you can get it, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> so my, uh, Steph and I, yesterday we went and we were looking for a vehicle for Kobe and, um, went to the city and dude, I can't believe how expensive cars are like, Steph was doing some looking into it and stuff. And apparently Alberta is the, we have the highest used car prices in all of Canada. And it's true. Like I remember when I was a young adult, like teenager, my twenties, whatever, you could always buy a beater that ran that would get you to work for a week for 200 bucks. You could always find one. Those now are about $2,000. Like I saw this one car is a Toyota Corolla. It was summer, like, it had a nice trim package on it. It had 485,000 kilometers on it. It was a 2016, and he starts off the main body of his ad. Uh, it says, super high mileage car, uh, engine's about to die, needs a new engine. And what did he want for that car? I think he wanted $9,000. $9,000. For like a car that's like eight years old, whatever it is, and needs a new engine. I just, like, it's so stupid. So we ended up finding a car, like, you you literally can't find anything, anything for under $2,000. Like my Civic with the smashed in front end, I could easily get 2500 for that right now. With 375,000 kilometers, like, like I'm not low, joking. Don't low by yourself, put it up for like six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a little take the first forty five hundred dollars offered. That's right. A little scratch in the front, but other than that, she's cherry. <laughs> buff out. In color. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, we found a ninety-five Nissan Pathfinder for a thousand bucks. And um it only has two hundred and twelve thousand kilometers on it. <clears throat> we went yesterday, Steph and I, because Kobe had to work and he, he needs to get a vehicle. Wednesday and Thursday, I drove him to work. But because uh, the guy he drives with is always sick. And so we go in, the, this gentleman I'm buying it off of is, uh, you know, when those guys that when they get old, they just don't shower. Yes. They don't, they don't, yeah. And he's a smoker, like he smokes cigars, like those little cigars that are tipped with a little plastic tip. 
very nice guy though very kind eyes and uh like the skin of someone who's been a smoker forever just looks like leather but um she's like you want to take it for a ride i said you can drive it i'll just go along with you and so we drove around and thing runs great and the the four-wheel drive works and but um yeah he just bought a newer like a minivan or whatever he's an electrician but man it's uh it's rough on the outside like it's a beater when you look at it, it's like yeah that's a beater the one side is green and at some point in time somebody had to put all new body panels on the other side so the other side is black <laughs> it's cool like you put a new muffler on it so it doesn't sound like a beater but it's pretty cool man <clears throat> so we gotta they've gotta go get insurance for that today and then um yeah and then kobe's he's been helping out on his days off he's working at a farm that's about 10 minutes from us they're building a building a shop so they're putting up roof trusses and all that stuff so you're going going to do that as soon as he can get his vehicle running <clears throat> but yeah it's just stupid and then we're also looking for like a vehicle for for ava she's she's saved up her money she's got some cash and she wants a car so bad she doesn't have her license yet but she's like i'd like to spend about 2500 bucks to three thousand dollars i'm like ava you can't get much for that like if you want my idea of a good first car is like you know just a small simple nothing fancy little civic little corolla you know with a maybe like a hundred hundred and fifty thousand kilometers on it and you know that that's that's what i'm thinking you know maybe like up to 10 years old man anything in that range is like ten thousand dollars it is just disgusting how expensive things are you can't believe it but makes that little mini truck i want look cheaper all the time you know do it up milwaukee style like that picture you sent me <laughs> classy <clears throat> but oh I, I told you already i haven't got it yet but i ordered a 3d printer this week Ooh, nice. yeah, i've been threatening what's that i said nice bamboo labs yeah yeah i've been threatening to order to get one of those for a long time so I got the, uh, I was going to get the P1P and I ended up getting the P1S, which is just a slightly upgraded version. Um, has it sides has on there and stuff like that. More than a slight price difference, that's for sure. It wasn't that bad. What What are you seeing as the price difference? Oh, two, three hundred bucks. Oh, I thought not. I think mine was like 150 bucks difference. Maybe it was a little more than that. I don't remember, but it's supposed to be here on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, come on, come on. So now I'm going to print print a bunch of tchotchkes and useless junk. <clears throat> it's funny, Isaiah, him and his friend, they're doing these, you know, the little tiny Pinewood Derby cars that they do at like Scouts or Wana. Have you ever made those? Yeah. Yeah. So him, his friends came over. They had like there's it was a week off of school here, and so they came over on Monday and they're working on their cars. So they're cutting them the bandsaw and this and that. They're going for speed, so they're not getting too elaborate. But I was like, oh, you guys could like laser etch designs on them. I'm like, oh, sweet. And so they they both have like <laughs> this big banner on the top says Trump 2024. 
and then they've they would burned a picture of trump's face into the top and then and then mega <laughs> i'm like oh you guys are gonna piss everybody off <laughs> they just they just do it for reactions they but anyways they're doing that and they say like this thing's so cool and so he's using the new x tool f1 laser which actually did a better job than the laser pecker um a better quality image is really strange and it could be just the interface that they have because I'm using the software that each one of them come with. And so there's the controls are very limited. And so it might just be that the software that, that X tool has is a little bit more dialed in. Um, whereas if you were to use something like Lightburn, you could set the exact same settings on each machine and you'd probably get the exact same results. I've seen videos where guys do that. Because on spec, they're pretty much identical machines. But for whatever reason, we were getting much better results with the uh, F1. And he's like, that's cool. <clears throat> and so then he had this little uh, this little thing he's printing. And uh, and I said, oh, yeah. I said, the cool thing with this, you can do it on all kinds of stuff. So I grabbed a little flashlight and I stuck it in there and I etched this thing. He's like, well, what? And, and so he's just looking for everything to etch. He's etching everything. And I said, take it. If you want, take it to the house. You can put it in the sewing room. I said, you can't. I don't want you to be doing a bunch of plastics or anything because that's just really bad to breathe in. But, uh, yeah, so he's, like, making uh, necklaces, like, taking, like, quarters, hammering them down, taking them to the grinder, polishing them, buffing them, and then laser etching, like, American flags on them. And it's hilarious, man. He's like, I can't believe how amazing these lasers are. <laughs> it's like a couple months ago, I was going through the exact same thing and everybody's rolling their eyes like, okay, yeah, yeah, we get it, dad. You can laser etch stuff, but <laughs> he's laser etching a piece of salami. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> so, and then I told him yesterday, I said, oh, yeah, I ordered a 3D printer too. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. Because he was, uh, him and... Kobe were getting pretty into Fusion 360 when they were big into RC airplanes. And so he said, oh, yeah, I, I've drawn a bunch of stuff. I know how to use Fusion 360 really well. I'm like, okay, good. You can do the designing for me. <laughs> and that just that was a big hurdle for me. I was like, I've got to learn how to do 3D drawing now. But maybe I don't. I can just tell Isaiah what I want. You can make it happen. Yeah, I'm with you. That's one thing I kind of avoid. It's like, you know what? He It's it's something like for guys like you and me. If we want to build something and if it's wood, metal, plastic, whatever, we have the the skills to just do it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so I've never I've always thought I've always looked at 3D printing as like, yeah, that's for people who don't know how to use real tools. And I think there is a lot of, you see a lot of these guys that are, they call themselves makers and they just 3D print crap and you hand them a, a circular saw and they'd be like, what do I do with this? Or it's like, this is too scary. Or it's, here's a welder and a milling machine. Make this out of, oh no, I can't do that. So there is a sense where I kind of feel bad for the people that only learn 3D design and they think that they're making stuff. It's like, yeah, but what, a, what about starting off with a block? And instead of just, you know, it's all additive. 3D printing is additive. What about subtracting, machining? You know, start out with a billet of aluminum and make that same part. It's, uh, I'm glad I have the former because I think the latter isn't that hard to learn. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
think you'll ever get into uh, giving 3D drawing, like design a try? Yeah, I, I have to. That's how I felt too. At felt least like familiarize a... myself with it enough that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, them the same way. Like for basic parts, like, you know, <clears throat> the nice thing is, uh, so one thing I really want to use this for is uh, shop organization. My 3D printer, like I'm, you kind of get to the point where, okay, I like the shop. I like how it's set out. Now I'm going to go next level with my organization. Like I want to dedicate a specific spot for this tool and I'm willing to say it's going to live there from now on. And so then you can start really like, okay, let's do a custom holder for this drawer or organizer, you know? I want to use it for stuff like that. Things like you can print tool holders, like for Milwaukee M18s, and basically it's just the top of the battery. You can screw that to the wall, you can screw it to a bench, and you just slide your tool onto it. And so things like that, you can just download those files. People will be like, oh, here's the files, three bucks. Perfect. Download that, you know, print a whole whack of them off, and boom, now all of I've got all my tools organized. And so that's what I'm really looking forward to with this 3D printer. I'm not, I'm not like getting into like, oh, I want to, I think a lot of this stuff I'll end up probably just buying files from people. You know, like I want an adapter for this. Uh, I, I'd learn basic stuff like adapter for dust collection on my miter saw or something like that. That that wouldn't be too difficult to draw up. But you see some of these guys that do these prints and they get so into it and they're so intricate. I'm like, man. And then it, ultimately, a lot of them are just novelty items. <laughs> like that's a that's a lot of effort for something that is not useful in any way, shape, or form. But to each their own, I suppose. Yeah, and you got to look at it, it as what it is. It's a tool. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, you're not doing it for a hobby. You, everything you do has to further, you know, money to bank, food on the table. Yeah. So is it worth, you know, 12, 14 hours of your time mm -hmm. investing in learning how to draw something in CAD and then printing it and then using it versus, you know, buy the file for three bucks and just print it. That way yeah, you yeah. put it immediately to work and move on. Yeah. I was listening to um, a podcast and have you ever, oh, what's his name? Do you follow High Caliber Craftsman? No. I just started uh, following him. Uh, Chris? No, it's Chris Powell. It's a different one. Anyways, um, I listened to a podcast he's on for a long time, and I just started following him on Instagram, but he ended up getting a, a 3D printer for Christmas, and he said that he, uh, this was a week or two ago, that he's almost paid the whole thing off just selling some the stuff that he makes, and there there's nothing that he's designed. It's all things he's found, like on Thingiverse, He'll find something and be like, actually, that looks kind of interesting and make a couple and, and people are like, hey, do you sell those? He's like, yep, you bet. And he's almost paid it off already, which is kind of crazy. And I don't know if he's counting filament or not like that, but I, I don't know. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to, it didn't buy this as a business opportunity, but you never know. Like even something like my sanding block, right? Like I'm going to print one of those out of uh, plastic and if, if they work just as well, 
I could sell that exact same thing in plastic for, I don't know. I have to figure out how much the, uh, the filament, how much filament is in it, but I don't know. You just never know. And the one thing with the, the bamboo labs and there's been a couple other ones that are, are now at the point where they say you literally, you just print things on them. That's all you really have to do. Every now and then you might have something, but they say a lot of folks can have these for, you know, run them for a year or two without having to ever do a thing to them. And that's what I'm looking forward to. It's like, I think that's been the biggest thing that's had me not interested in 3D printing. We had a 3D printer that our school loaned us once because like we're homeschooled. Man, we couldn't get that thing to do anything. We could get it to like squirt liquid goo, but it looked like a rabid glue gun. Like it, it was just horrible. And I think now they're finally at the point where it's like, you know what, buy this thing. They advertise like when you're on their website that you'll be printing within 15 minutes. I'm like, that sounds cool to me, man. I'm down with that. But I also do feel like a nerd when they say I have a 3D. Well, I don't have it yet, but like I bought a 3D printer. <laughs> I've always sound like, what a nerd. <laughs> Join the club, I guess. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what else is exciting other than your big old excavator? Nothing. Nothing. Right on. Getting stuff done, hey? Trying. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get stuffy done, but, you know. Yep. How's your dog doing? Huh? How's Benny doing? Um, eyesight's a little worse. His three bad legs are a little worse. You know, he'll sit there and um, he can't figure out what to do because, you know, like the front left and the rear right hurt and can't pick them both up without falling over oh, 30 dear. seconds later he's running around like a little you know <laughs> uh muppet but you know like dogs you know yeah but how old is benny 15 this year oh wow best we know yeah so i mean he could be you know, gone this year, three more years, you know, never know. Yeah. So our dog, Henry, Seth was doing some research, looking into it. He now is like peeing on the floor daily and pooping daily. Like we'll take him out. Like we take him out in the morning. We take him out at lunch. We take him out in the evening. <clears throat> if we're outside, he's always out there. And you'll take him out and then bring him back in. He'll be in for 10 minutes and then he'll pee on the floor. And I'm like, you stupid dog. And anyways, they were looking into it. Steph was looking at it. And I guess this breed, as they get older, it ha it's almost like a, they get a, almost like a dementia. And they say it can be common. It can get progressively worse. And I'm like, oh, my word. And of course, the article's, but don't worry. It's not a big deal. You can just put them in doggy diapers. <laughs> I'm like. No way on earth you're going to find me putting a diaper on a dog, man. I did that enough with real with children. I am not putting diapers on a dog. 
But, oh, man, it's getting so annoying. They have body suits for dogs that are like like underwear, but it's a whole body thing, except their <laughs> legs and their head, obviously. But for, like, female dogs, for breeding, <laughs> if they're really? uh, if they're on their cycle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> really? That's oh, crazy. There's a couple of like poodle pages that we follow because mm-hmm. we just like looking at full size poodles, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably never going to get one, but there's a a couple. They got more money than they got sense, as far as I'm concerned. They just took their dog, their poodle, to Costa Rica on vacation. Oh my word! So the dog could go on vacation not it's not like they wanted to go to costa rica they thought the dog wanted to go to costa rica (laughs) and but that's what they're that's what they're putting on social media and i'm like have followed them enough on this one page to to really see through what they're actually saying Mm -hmm. because one of the two is a like a pet photographer they do like Pro level uh, photo shoots of dogs, like uh, award winning dogs. Like if your dog wins AKC World Champ, you know you get a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. They do it. It's, oh, okay. Uh, uh, and that's what they're doing with their dog is they're going to like Costa Rica do a photo shoot of their dog. They'll go to they took they went to Paris last year. Wow. And like. Number one, it is not cheap, and it is very time-consuming to travel with a dog, especially in Mm -hmm. Europe. And two, yeah, I don't know what the rules are to go to Costa Rica with a dog, but... And then they have to, even though they, like, live where they live, if they go to certain places for more than a certain amount of time, they have to quarantine coming back to their own home country. Wow. I'm like, you better be making bank off that stupid dog. That's all I got. No, I bet I bet they are. I would imagine so, hey? Oh, yeah, I imagine. Um, they're Canadian, but they don't... They've never um, said where they actually live. Hmm. I know it's somewhere west of Quebec because of the... Like, they've taken pictures outside their house, and it just looks like it's central to Western Canada, Hmm, you know, because of big mountains, snow stuff, but Hmm. anywho, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. People, I don't know. It's it's funny. I always think people that like are just like over the top, like treat their dogs as though they're another human being or like, just like, Oh, from a different planet. Like I'm like, okay, wow. I kind of lump them together with like, like, like liberal minded people and woke people. I'm like, okay, you're just, you're way out Not there. Not really. Cause we are really big animal folks and mm-hmm. we're the farthest thing you can get from, you know, ultra lib. So. Yeah. And then I was just uh, like, it's true. Cause like my grandparents were like that. Like my mom's mom and dad, they had a dog called princess 
So that says something right there. That was the dog's <laughs> name. And like my Nana literally made it salad every day. This dog loves salad. So does Henry. Like our dog loves, like when we're cutting up lettuce, if we, you know, we cut the thicker parts off, he goes crazy for lettuce. But like she would do this and she'd like little salad. Um, what else did that dog like? She, I think there's three or four vegetables that she cut up every single day, made us out, and then topped it with sausages, like these little tiny sausage balls. And I'm like, this dog eats better than I do sometimes, <laughs> you know? But, uh, and then what really kind of got me, and one of the reasons I hated this dog was that we went there once, I think my parents go to Hawaii or something like that, and we stayed with my, my grandparents for a week, and... This was out their cabin. And when I say cabin, they had a three-story cabin. And it was it was huge. It had two kitchens, it like full-size kitchens in it. It was a it was a great place. Uh right on the Bow River. But anyways, go there and I was I stayed up on the third floor and the dog was never allowed on the third floor because that's where all the bedrooms were. And I was in my room, I think I was reading a comic book or something, like just minding my business. And Princess came upstairs and pooped and then ran back downstairs. I didn't even know he had come up there. And then my Nana found out. And I got in so much trouble because she says I called the dog up there. Princess never comes up here on his own. You called him and blah, blah, or her. I don't know whatever it was. And she just got mad at me. It's like, I didn't do I was sitting in my room reading a comic. Like, oh, I got in so much trouble. And I hated that dog from then on. So every chance I could, I'd try and kick it without her knowing <laughs> And that dog was so scared of me. <laughs> I was like, you stupid dog. You crapped on the floor and I got the trouble for it. <laughs> My mortal enemy. But, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's, I, I get it. Like, there's people love their animals, right? And it's dogs. I don't understand cats. I, I don't get cat people. Like, <laughs> It gives me the willies. I hate cats. But um, you look at the money people spend on horses, on reptiles, fish, even. You know what I mean? Like aquarium people. My word, they spend a lot of money on that. those hobbies. But it's good. You know, it's a, man will always have connections to animals, you know. Yes. We we're both created by the same creator. And we were put in charge of them, so... Naturally, we should be uh, interested in them. It goes to reason. Oh, I'm. Uh, we haven't talked about Lodge much, but I think the first. Oh well, no, not this Monday, but next Monday we have. We're back up. We're opening up again. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I haven't been to Lodge for since December. I'm pretty stoked. Yep. And uh, was, I uh, wanted last Monday night, I wanted to go to a EA degree because the uh, Scottish Rite Highland team was going to do the whole second part. Okay. And, you know, so they do a lot of, you know, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go see it and. I, I I wound up I couldn't go, but anyway. Hmm. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's cool to see like you know the groups that are known for something. 
you know, like we have the same similar thing here. Like certain lodges are known for, oh, these guys do a really good job at this. They do a good job at this. And it's kind of neat to see if you get a chance to watch what one of the things that they've invested a lot of their time and effort into so that they are notable for it. It's pretty cool to to get a yeah, we have experience a, at. A Scottish, Scottish right team as well that do everything in kilts. Um, mm. A lot of pageantry and anyway. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. I, I had like their, going. the guy that, that was at that time, the head of that group was at my uh, third degree. Oh, okay. That's cool. One thing I, I want to do with this 3D printer is 3D print my Masonic ring, like design one that I really like, 3D print it. And then I want to actually learn it, learn and then look into casting it. Because uh, the the brother that I was going to go up to Three Hills, I just never have a chance. Like Three Hills, is, it's like an hour away. And I, I don't know, just I've never just gone up there. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try seeing if I can make my own ring. So I'm going to give it a go, I think. I'm going to do silver first. I have to look into it. I don't understand it, but it, but he says like he'll design his rings with a 3D printer. Make sure you, you got what you like, and then he'll make it from that. So I don't know if he just used it a model, but I'm sure it can't be that hard to cast. But No, there's a, there's a filament that you can use that acts the same way as the like lost wax casting. Okay, yep, yep. So you actually use that ring as the mold, in the mold. Um, yeah. And then when you pour the metal, you know, it blah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. I'll have to look for that. That's the other thing. I, like, There's so many different types of filament now, and I'm like, what is going to be? I'm sure it's not that difficult, but when I see all these, these like three-letter words, and I'm like, ugh. Man, goodness, they all sound the same after a while, but different things are better for different things. And now they've got some that are sandable. Yeah. Like, yeah, like for people that do like, if you're doing models that you want to get a nice finish on and it, instead of just smearing, it actually will braid and it'll actually make dust. Like it's plastic dust still, but like, that's crazy. And there's some, they say it looks like when you print with the, this guy has a bamboo labs printer and with this one filament, he said it looks like injection molded plastic. Like you can't see a print line on it, which I'm really, I'm really interested to see what the capabilities are, but yeah, I never knew that makes sense. Get some like a wax, just pack it all into your sand or whatever you're using. Then yeah, then you have to cook it out and then Mm -hmm. there's a void there anyway. Yeah. Because I want to do uh, this kind of instead of a ring, I want to do uh, a Masonic coin. Okay, yeah. That way I can start giving them to folks and then have their, you know, the date they got their EA, the day they got their fellow crown, the date they got their uh, master on mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. And have a, you know, one of a kind design on the other side. Yeah. That'd be cool. See, our lodge gives those, when you become a master, they'll give you one of those, but they're a generic coin that they buy from a Masonic supply house. But, I mean, it's, it's nice. It's still nice that they do it. 
but I went and I took mine to a laser etcher and I etched all the dates into mine. But yeah. So I've been, uh, I think I mentioned it last week. I've been reading that this book called The Templars by Michael Haig. Yeah. It is interesting, man. I'm not a reader. Like, I really don't. I literally might read two books a year. And uh, I, and like, when we had all those kids over, all the kids' friends are working on their cars, their their parents came and picked them up at, like, 9.45. So after dinner, like, they're out in the shop, and <clears throat> I was like, whatever. And so Steph and I are just on the couch reading. And I, I read that thing for, like, a couple hours straight, and I was just riveted. It's very fascinating. And uh, it's cool, like, just runs through the history of where it all started. And, now, you know, now we're kind of at the Middle Ages and stuff. But it is, it's so interesting to read about about history and how things have worked and stuff like that. It's actually uh, decently well written. Like, it's a, essentially a history book. But it's written fairly well. And I don't know, I'm really enjoying it. I haven't got to the part yet where... Uh, so it says the Templars, the history and the myth from Solomon's temple to the Freemasons. And I haven't gotten to that part yet. The Freemasons. Cause, cause people are like, no, oh, there's a connection. I'm like, is there, is there, is there really? But who knows? Oh yeah. Oh, no kidding. It's, I was just looking at the, the details of this. It's number 21 best seller rank in Christian church institutions and organizations. That's crazy. You know, it's interesting. Like my mom is absolutely against the, the crusades. And she said, and I'm like, I don't know. But when you read about like the first crusade, the, some of the stuff that happened to it, and uh, like some of these rogue characters that did a bunch of horrible, terrible things. It's like, oh, okay, I could see. And it's it's interesting because I always just thought, until you actually look into them and read the accounts of what happened, I was, I was like, oh, no, the Crusades, that, that was like a just war. That was Christians, you know, trying to free the, the majority of the world from Islamic rule. And then when you read like the different parts of things that happened, it's like, oh, yeah, they were they were out of line, like... Is, is weird, is interesting. There's always the two sides in Christianity, like passivism, you be a pacifist, or do you fight, you know? But it's an interesting book. <clears throat> guys got any plans this weekend? I might have some today. I'm going to try to get back into town today. Right on. Yeah, it's... The spring is coming on fast here, and I still have never got... Danette, another riding lawnmower after she blew the engine on her other one. Hmm. So, Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. What, what you're looking at? I, well, I bet I was looking at a one of those really high dollar John Deere riding lawnmowers that are you know four wheel drive, four wheel steering, but with a diesel engine. But mm -hmm. I did some more 
research and talk to an actual uh, John Deere certified mechanic who works at a dealership and works on those things. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't, don't waste your money. Oh, really? So I'm probably going to get a little uh, Kubota B-Series, no loader, okay. just a mid, mid-mount rollover mower deck. Yep, grass yep. catcher for the back and it's big enough for the size um property we have and in stature it's big enough to handle the bumps better and hmm. so why do you use a grass catcher tractor. anyway yeah why do you want a grass catcher for it we have the grass here grows so incredibly fast and oh, okay. if you don't use it um, you have, well, I got yeah, like two acres that the grass is so, so stinking thick. If you don't, uh, it'll choke itself out with the clippings. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's different than here. Yeah. Here we do. We, uh, yeah, obviously our grass does not grow that fast, but. We use like mulching blade and then you don't even notice it. Like you, it's not like you see low blade clippings, but then I always think, you know what, put that back into the grass. But yeah, no, we don't have a, I guess I get angry sometimes if I, if I have to mow the lawn once, like every, every week, I'm like, oh, come on. But last few summers, man, I can go like two, two weeks, sometimes three weeks. Not that I like it cause it's awful brown looking and dry but you're gonna everything grows fast here and then it stays wet so long you can't really mow it Hmm. anyway um it's just a weird little um valley we live in it's weird Hmm. so you're going to you go ahead are you, you going to actually go, uh, like, pick it up today, or are you just kind of seeing what's out there for the... And then, uh, oh, yeah, um, this will make you laugh. Also, I want to get rid of my side-by-side and the other side-by-side that we have that we'd never used since we bought it. Um, I want to <laughs> get rid of those, and I want to get one of the more work-oriented side-by-side that has um, doors on it, windows, Heat, air conditioning, and a hydraulic dump bed or an electric dump bed. That's cool. Mine has a manual dump bed, which is stupid. I don't know. Yeah. What? So you literally just have to lift it up yes, like what? a wheelbarrow. Is it, no. It's stu- <laughs> die, stupid. Who made this? Yeah. You know, you get a couple of shovels of dirt. I want a dump bed so I don't have to lift it. Oh, wait. Yeah. How do I dump this? Uh, you lift it. <laughs> yeah. You know, what would you use a dump bed for? Obviously something like like rock or dirt. And it doesn't take a lot of volume before you got a lot of weight, you know? Oh, no. I was uh, <laughs> picking up some deadfall yesterday and putting it in the back of my side-by-side with the excavator. Then I go to dump it over the edge. And I'm like, now I have to do this by hand because <laughs> I can't lift it literally, you know? Yeah, you put yeah. one bucket of gravelly dirt 
dead wood stuff in the back of that. You're not lifting it. Mm-mm. That's crazy. So you're going to, like, uh, looking when you're looking to do those upgrades, oh, swapping that stuff out. Right. right on. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not one of those that make a ni- have an idea then, oh, you know, in six months. I'll-. No, it's got to be now. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> I think you and I are both similar in that way. Except I just wait till I need the tool. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I've got a, some nailing to do. I've got to bake a little. Oh, let me go buy the latest thing. But yeah, you know, I it's I want a side by side or something like that, but I I have no need for one here. You know, it's um, <clears throat> it is kind of weird because I never thought I would need one, and I don't use it like every day. But my God, yeah. when you need it, you need it. They're yeah, just yeah. so cool to jump in and go. Yeah. Like. Yeah. As much as I used it over the winter, I I just had to fill it up since June, you know? Hmm. So, yeah. from that perspective, it's a lot easier than just jumping in the little Tacoma. Yeah, yeah. You still have your Tacoma? Oh, you got you. 15 yeah, years old this year. Oh, wow. You know, if you bring that up to Canada, you get $90,000 for it. Probably. <laughs> I don't even have 94,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. You know, it's funny. I used to absolutely love looking at vehicles. Like, anytime we had to buy a new vehicle, I was stoked. And it was because you could always find a decent deal. But we were trying to find vehicles for Kobe. And then also Ava's been asking. I hate it. I literally hate it because you'll see something... And it's like, okay, ah, you know what? No, that's not that, but the, for the year, for the price, not that bad. You look at it and it's like, needs an engine. Or it, it's like, ah, that's that's a little high. I mean, it's, it's not a smoking deal. Let's look into this. You look at it, it's like, oh, needs a new head gasket. And I'm like, oh, my word, you people. Yeah, but like, not, um, your, your entire motivation for car shopping has flipped. You're not, a, you're yeah. not doing it for you anymore. So all the things that you can put up with, you don't want your kids to have to put up with. Uh, you know, I don't want to beat her. I want it reliable, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want to have to do this, you know, especially with Ava, you know. You want her to have a nice, yeah, yeah. reliable, safe car. Yeah. I don't know. Is because I've always and I is a weird thing. I was telling Steph a couple of days ago. I said, "I hate this. Like, it, it's not stressful. It's frustrating because you see something. It's like, hey, this would be a good one, and then oh no, never mind. Like ah, these people, there's wango jangles. I don't know what people are thinking, and apparently they must be getting. I think part of the thing is is that we have got such a immigration influx here." that the market for used vehicles has just grown. Like there's more people that have just moved to Canada. They're obviously not going to go buy a brand new car. So they're looking for anything. It's like, Hey, and so the value of them is just, I honestly think that's part of the reason is because man, it's insane how like our immigration, like it is absolutely wildly out of control. And that kind of makes sense too. You know, 
you think about a whole bunch of people coming here from a different country, uh, maybe not well established, they're, they're looking for used cars. And if all of a sudden, you know, everybody's got used cars. We had this one guy, uh, he had this Saab, a 2006 Saab Arrow uh, 9.5 or 9.3, I forget. But it was a five-speed manual, which I was like, sweet. And it was about 200, it's 250,000 kilometers. And I'm whatever, Saab's last a long time. I'm not afraid of mileage. And uh, 1200 bucks. message him, yep, absolutely. I'm out of town right now, but you can come Thursday. I'll, I'll be home Thursday. You can take a look. Okay, great. And Steph was like the first person to message him. And I'm like, that's a smoking deal. If it runs in, and they said it was a car for their son, but he has moved to college and he doesn't need any more. And um, anyways, when we look and the price is 1800 bucks. And then Steph looked the next day and the price is $2,000. It's like, I've got an offer two grand. And uh, he literally told Steph, he's like, okay, you're the first to get a hold of me. I'll hold it for you as long as you're interested. And Steph said, absolutely, we're 100% interested. And then he told us even yesterday morning, he said, I'll let you know when you can come look at it. I'll, I'll message you around three or four is when I'll be back in town. And then Steph looked in the evening, oh, it's sold. And it's just like, and I think he, he probably ended up getting three or $4,000 for it, not joking. And then people are like, you put a car for cheap? And then people be like, oh, no, I'll give you this much. I'll give you this much. And next thing you know, it's like taking offers. I'm like, oh, you jerks. I've seen them before where it's like current high highest offer is. And then they'll change it. It'll, it'll go up by 500 bucks. And it's just like, it's so crazy, man. It's dumb. It drives me nuts. Yeah, and I hate people that do that. Um, yeah. Sell it out from under you. You agreed that I could come look yep. at it. And you're telling me, no, 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 don't come look at it yet. Don't come look at it yet. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Oh, it's sold. Yeah. Douchebag. Yeah. We had that happen with the kitchen table this week as well. Because we're getting this, you know, doing this little kitchen upgrade in the basement. And uh, we want a new kitchen table down there. And Steph found this really nice one. It needed to be refinished, but it was really nice. Like solid wood. Came with uh, four chairs and a bench. It was 50 bucks. It was about an hour away, but I was like, that's worth driving an hour for that. Like, And uh, so we said, yeah, we can come. And he, she said, yeah, you can come look at it today. And Steph said right back to her. It's like, yeah, we're about an hour away, but we can leave at any time. We'll come pick it up. And then an hour and a half goes by. Sorry, it's sold. I'm like, you wango jangos. It's, it's happening a lot lately. It's ridiculous. I'm going to start selling stuff just so I can do that to people. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of a lot of bunch of old camera stuff that it's not old old, but I just never use it. Um, I'm gonna start. I want to get rid of it, but I'm also like I just hate dealing with people. And it's like, oh, it's, I don't know. It's weird. But uh, I should probably get cruising. Unless you got anything else, we gotta get Kobe into oh. whatever it is a, re- a registry so you can get a plate and. All that stuff, but my hey man, it was a shorter one today, but it was good. Yeah, really appreciate Didn't, it. Yeah, well, always great chatting with you, Todd. Absolutely. And uh, thanks to anybody for listening. And uh, you know, it's funny. I think about our podcast. I'm like, do I care if people listen? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not why we do it. We do it so we can talk. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. He's like, what's your podcast about? It's like, I, honestly. You can listen to it, but it is literally just two people talking. <laughs> we have no. Oh, yeah. I had uh, somebody ask me, you know, oh, you podcast? Yeah. 
Every every week? Oh, how much money do you make? None. How long have you been doing it? A couple years. Over 100 episodes. Why do you do that for free? And I, I and I'd had nothing to say that's going to convince them, you know, to feel about it the way I feel about it. So I just said, well, you know, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. He lives in Canada. It's not like we can see each other and talk over a cup of coffees and if two guys call each other once a week, you better remember to say no homo. But if you do a podcast, yeah. it's perfectly fine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just like, it's kind of the path for middle-aged <laughs> North American men is that you have a podcast, especially if you do any woodworking or metalworking, yeah. then you have to have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's illegal not to. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, I'm glad we do it. It's yep. fun. I enjoy it. So, right on. Well, you guys have a great weekend, Todd. Hey, you too. And uh, good luck with your uh, tractor shopping and side-by-side shopping and all that fun stuff. Send me pictures good as soon as you get what you get. Shop. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right on. All right, folks. We'll catch you all next week. Boy, except you, Roger.